five, four, three, two, one. What's going on, everybody? This is your host, Sir Dr. JM, coming at you for episode number 18 of One Man Watchpoint and Overwatch podcast. Before we get into things, I want to acknowledge everything that's been going on this past week. Um, now, I'll start by simply saying, uh, as, I, as I record right now, it is Friday, June 5th, and I definitely went back and forth quite a bit on whether or not to even record an episode this week. Um, obviously, as you know, I'm sure everyone knows, if as long as you know you don't live under a rock, there's been a large movement going on in the United States as well as worldwide. I myself, um, based on nothing other than the color of my skin, was born into a certain amount of privilege. That means I have not experienced a lot of the things that many, many people, uh, particularly in the U.S., but also worldwide, have been affected by. Now, as I mentioned, um, I wasn't sure I was going to record an episode this week because I very much didn't want to get in the way of any form of the exposure that this movement needs, um, and rightfully so, I think, is getting. Um, you know, like I say, if if you've been paying any attention, then you know what's going on in the States, um, as well as you know the protests that are happening worldwide. Um, I'm proud to say my home city has, has had a number of peaceful protests, um, as well as I know many throughout uh, the country of Canada, um, many cities throughout the country of Canada have as well. That said, um, I, I very much struggled to decide if I wanted to record an episode this week because of everything that's going on. Not only because I wanted to, you know, let the voices shine where they need to. I mean, it's not like I have a huge audience, but um, I think more so than anything, I've been following things very closely and it puts you in a certain mental state, which does make it difficult to continue life as normal, if you will. Um, as I mentioned, you know, things are, are definitely not as bad up where I am, um, as they are in many, many places throughout the United States. So watching from afar, um, seeing things that are going on and being sort of close to it, but far at it, far from it at the same time has been a, a challenge. You, you see these terrible things happening and you want to make a difference and you want to help. Um, and I hope in my own small way I have been by, you know, promoting some black creators and things like that, that I, that I personally follow. But at the same time, it's, it's been a tough week, um, needless to say for all. So I didn't know if I would record because I, I didn't want to take anything away. And honestly, it felt largely, um, inconsequential to, to record, to be putting out a, a show about video games. That said, here I am, Friday, June 5th, a few days behind recording schedule, or what I'd like to be recording schedule, and as I mentioned, I've been going back and forth on whether or not to record, but I kind of decided that in a lot of ways, um, you know, there, there are good things going on other places in the world, and for other people in the world, and I do think that, you know, we should celebrate those things. Not that I don't think they should... Um, you know, are, are less important because certainly most things are less important than the movement going on. However, I do still think that, you know, it's, it's helpful to highlight the good and the successes that people are having. So with all of that said, I'd like to get to the show. Um, but let me just end by saying, you know, uh, be kind to one another. Um, everyone is, 
is equally important in this world and no one should be treated as lesser than one another, especially not for reasons like the color of their skin. So with all that said, I'm going to get into the show. It won't be a long one because uh, obviously there was no actual Overwatch League this, this past week as the league is on hiatus. But um, without further ado, let's get to the show. So this is One Man Watchpoint, an Overwatch podcast, where we look at everything going on in the wonderful world of Overwatch. I am, of course, as I mentioned already, your host, Sir Dr. JM. You can find me on Twitter. You can find me on Instagram. These days, I'm mostly posting things about the Black Lives Matter movement. So if you follow me, expect that, just like I feel like you should be seeing everywhere else. Of course, this show usually looks at the news going on in relation to war. Oh, la, 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 la going on in relation to Overwatch. We generally move on to the Owl recap, where we recap all the games that happened in the previous week. And then we finally move on to our final segment of the show, Owl Flying At You. Now, that said, those last two segments aren't exactly happening right now, so I won't worry about those. However, I do have some news stories that I want to cover, and this week, it's actually... Um, all of the news I have is focused on a section of the show where we highlight anyone who is coming and going from the wonderful league known as the Overwatch League. So I'm going to dive right into it. This show's been bumpy already, but let's get in there. Playtime's over. So, as I mentioned, all of these stories are actually centered around who's coming and who's going in the Overwatch League. So we're going to start with an article here from .esports.com posted by Aaron Alford, which reads, Unter joins LA Valiant as assistant coach. Los Angeles Valiant have signed Max Unter, Unterwurzacker, to be its new assistant coach, the Overwatch League announced today. Under Unter, sorry, is, is a retired Overwatch support player and coach who most recently worked as the head coach of the British Hurricane, the academy team for the London Spitfire. His role with the Valiant will be his first Overwatch League position. So, definitely an exciting thing here. You can go read the article there posted by Aaron. Um, it's got some of the background about Unter. I believe uh, it says he started in over the Overwatch scene in 2017. Um, but regardless, uh, he's got a, you know, uh, some fair experience with the Overwatch League there. So should be exciting to see what he can do with the Los Angeles Valiant, especially seeing some of the successes the Los Angeles Valiant have had recently. Um, obviously, I know they didn't progress too, too far in the May Melee tournament. However, um, I think they have been definitely on the upswing. So congratulations to Unter and best of luck to the Los Angeles Valiant. Moving on from there, we have two stories about the Washington Justice. Now, um, as previously reported, the Washington Justice recently signed Janu. Um, originally, it was to a 14-day contract, but then they extended that to be a full-term or long-term, air quotes, contract. And on June 1st, they actually announced that they were also bringing Stitch along for the ride. So he had also been signed to a 14-day contract with, uh, at the same time as Janu for the May Melee Tournament. But they've now announced that they're signing him. Uh, for a long-term contract or a regular contract, whatever you want to call it. So both Stitch and Janu coming to the Washington Justice from the former Vancouver Titans after everything blew up there. Um, so exciting stuff there. Glad to see some of these Vancouver Titans players landing on their feet. Um, obviously, Washington Justice, not necessarily the team that you want to land on. However, things largely do feel like the Washington Justice are undergoing a rebuild. Um, very clearly, I think they're rebuilding to an all-Korean team. 
Um, I will actually just read a snippet of this article here from .esports.com's Max Michelli or Michelli. Um, so he says, Jonu and Stitch were added to the Justice roster after the Titans dropped their entire lineup last month and picked up a contenders team second win. The addition of Janu and Stitch put the team at seven active players, and just a week after adding them, the team gave Janu a long-term contract. The move came at the same time as team's promotion of Aaron Pre-Heckman to GM, who was previously just a coach. Stitch's long-term addition to the team gives Washington two fully contracted DPS players. His fellow DPS, T-Tuba, or Tuba, joined the team officially last October. The team's open DPS spot came following the departure of Corey and Stratus. Both players retired from professional play in May prior to Stitch's addition. So, exciting stuff there. Um, glad to see that happening for Janu and for Stitch, obviously, as this one is focused on. I like Stitch. I know a lot of people don't necessarily think he was all that great. I think they think he was kind of built up by the Vancouver Titans' success. And uh, although that might be true, I would say, well, maybe this is his shot to really shine. So, congratulations to Stitch and the Washington Justice. Now, along those same lines of the Washington Justice, actually, it's interesting because one of the things I noticed was the way they announced it. So they actually made a post on their Twitter, um, I believe it was on their Twitter, showing off the uh, accommodations that Janu and Stitch are both receiving in the new Washington Justice facility. Now, that's interesting as it relates to the Vancouver Titans. So rumor has it, and there's been articles posted about the state in which the Vancouver Titans were expected to live and play. Now, obviously, I, I'm not an active participant in the Overwatch League, so I don't truly know what the expectation is around living quarters and things like that. However, what was said was that the Vancouver Titans facility that was provided to the players was limited at best. Um, the facility itself may have been great, but supposedly the living quarters were not more than a concrete room, um, you know, and the players didn't even have things like a personal computer or, or any gear to set up and, you know, play on their own time or, or enjoy their lives in the Vancouver um, facility. So that was definitely not something great to hear, and the Washington Justice, in announcing these signings, have actually posted... Um, I can't remember if it was a video or just some pictures of the living quarters that Stitch and Janu will be in, along with the rest of the team. And certainly, they are uh, an improvement, a step up from what was was uh, reported on the situation being in Vancouver. So, good to see that move. A little cheeky of Washington to do that. A little bit of a pot shot at Vancouver, but Vancouver. I mean, the league as a whole is a is a you know, in its infancy, and especially Vancouver, so there's room to grow. Hopefully they learn from their experiences, and hopefully they change some things. Moving on from there, but sticking with the Washington Justice, another announcement came from the Washington Justice, this one coming out on June 4th, which would have been yesterday, Thursday the 4th. Washington Justice part ways with off-tank Elevote. This is by Adelaide Weiss at .esports.com. Washington Justice have mutually parted ways with off-tank Elevote, Elevote, Vanyard, the Overwatch League team announced today. In two posts on Twitter, the Justice wished Elevote well after, quote, mutually parting ways. The team praised Elevote's, quote, determination, eagerness to collaborate, and optimism before wishing him luck in his Overwatch career. So, interesting stuff there. Um, sad to see Elevote go. He was, uh, I think he was one of the more lauded players on the team, especially after, um, after Stratus and Corey both left. 
But as I mentioned, a uh, seemingly uh, more and more evidence mounting to an all-Korean roster move. So that's it for the Washington Justice. But the next team I want to focus on does have more than one story as well. This time, we have an article from June 3rd by Pedro Perez at DottieSports.com. Toronto Defiance signs Numlocked as a player. The Toronto Defiance tank lineup just got a new reinforcement. The team signed Seb Numlocked Barton to the team as a player today, less than a week after revealing his addition as a coach. The Defiance announcement joked about Numlock's coaching position. Quote, The rumors of Numlock joining as a coach have been greatly exaggerated, the team tweeted minutes before revealing the new player. The news of Numlock's coaching position came from Adam Adamo, co-founder of Defiant parent company Overactive Media. Quote, We've also brought Numlock in, end quote, Adamo said in an interview last week. Quote, He's going with, he's gonna work with the tanks and he's gonna be basically our tank-focused coach. Adamo had already teased that Numlocked might see some playtime. Quote, in the worst case, maybe he can come in and play too because he still has it. End quote, he said. Adamo said the pro player, the pro, could, quote, probably have a role maybe as an in-game leader, end quote, but stressed that there was, quote, nothing announced there, end quote. So, interesting stuff there. Um, oh, the article also says, as a player, Numlocked was part of the Los Angeles Valiant in the Overwatch League's inaugural season. After leaving the Valiant, Numlocked played in the Contenders Series with the British Hurricane, Team Envy, and Defiant Academy Team Montreal Rebellion. So, as we know, the Montreal Rebellion, where he was prior to this move, um, has recently been closed down by the uh, Toronto organization, which I believe, as they mentioned in this article, is Overactive Media. So sad to see that happen, but obviously some good coming out of it with uh, with Numlocked getting his chance to shine. Um, hopefully exciting stuff there, um, especially they mention a certain amount of leadership that he might bring to the team. And I think in a lot of ways that would probably be something welcome on the Toronto Defiant. Um, who knows, hopefully they'll have a, a Boston-style turnaround and see some success. Moving on from there... We have another story about the Toronto Defiant. So, again, posted yesterday by Max Michelli, former Toronto Defiant tank gods officially retires from professional Overwatch. Former Toronto Defiant tank and team UPS D US, sorry, DPS player Daniel Gods Gracer announced his retirement from professional Overwatch on Twitter today. Gods most recently spent just more than four months with the Defiant last season, primarily playing the off-tank role, and he hasn't had a team since but he made his name shortly after the game's release as a hitscan DPS player. Quote, I've had some really amazing experiences over the years, he said on Twitter, and I'm ready to transition my skills into a career in esports. Prior to intercontinental professional play, Gods was regarded as one of the best hitscan DPS players in North America following the release of the game in 2016, and he spent time playing with both Luminosity Gaming and NRG Esports prior to the Overwatch League's launch. Gods was a member of the first-ever U.S. World Cup team in 2016 as a DPS player. The team placed second in their pool, but ultimately lost in the first round of bracket play to eventual World Cup winner South Korea, which didn't drop a map the entire tournament. After not getting a chance to play in the Overwatch League during its inaugural season, Gods played in Overwatch contenders for the LA Gladiators minor league team, The Legion. After spending a short period of time as a tank for the Defiant, Gods has spent more than seven months without being on a professional roster. So... Sad to see that that's how it's gone for Gods, um, but obviously perhaps the right move for him. Um, hopefully he can find success, um, e even if it's still in esports, um, but uh, best of luck to him. 
Moving on from there, our second to last news story is kind of a kind of a big deal, kind of a face in the Overwatch League. Um, the article here on .esports is by Kale Michael and reads, Zachary retires from Overwatch, will pursue Valorant. Zachary has officially retired from Overwatch after playing competitively for four years, the 19-year-old announced today. Now, sidebar, four years, that means he's been playing competitively since he was 15. He's only 19 now. Back to the article. He intends to follow in the footsteps of the numerous other players who will be pursuing a professional career in Valorant. It wasn't a lack of motivation that prompted the DPS player to leave the Overwatch League, but rather a desire to switch up the game he's enjoying a lot. Zachary and the Dallas Fuel mutually parted ways earlier today. He spent a year and a half with the organization, helping them achieve a fifth-place finish in both the 2019 Stage 2 playoffs and 2020 May Melee Tournament. In his announcement, Zachary thanked everyone who helped make his time playing Overwatch Special, while also outlining why his goals have changed. Quote, Before my time in OW, I used to really enjoy FPS games like Battlefield, Call of Duty, and Counter-Strike, Zachary said. I have really been loving the flow of Valorant and the mix of CS mechanics and OW abilities that it has. I'm super grateful for all of my experiences and everyone I've met in Overwatch, end quote. Zachary is one of the several competitive players who have left other games to try to compete in Valorant's early competitive scene. The sky appears to be the limit for the new FPS title, with backing from Riot Games, impressive closed beta viewership numbers, and the fact it's free to play. For now, Zachary plans to grind on the grind the game on stream before looking into the growing competitive scene and how he can fit into it on a long-term basis. So, as I mentioned, you know, one of the faces in a lot of ways of the Overwatch League, especially of the Dallas Fuel, if you ask me, um, one of the sort of OGs, um, obviously by his storied, you know, seemingly career since he was 15 years old in the over in in competitive esports. So. Sad to see him go, but glad he's, you know, staying in, in esports. And I mean, certainly the average age of, of competitive esports players is young, and he still is. So certainly I'm sure he'll find success in Valorant um, along with who else? Let's see. We got Zachary. We got we got um, Corey. We got uh, Sinatra. Uh, so that's at least three big names. Uh, I know there's one or two more that I'm forgetting. So definitely some big names leaving for Valorant, but nonetheless wish Zachary luck. Our final and last story of this week. Posted today, or announced today, at 11.19am. Well, posted today at 11.19am on .esports.com by Scott Dew, but announced shortly before that on Twitter. Hacksaw returns to the Overwatch League with the New York Excelsior. The New York Excelsior have signed Hyojong Haxel Kim for the remainder of the 2020 Overwatch League season, the team announced today. The 2020 Owl Rookie of the Year has been without a team for the past month since leaving Runaway and the Vancouver Titans earlier in the year. Quote, hello everyone, this is Haxel who newly joined the team, Haxel said on Twitter after, announcing, after the signing was announced. I hope all the New York fans like me, I will continue to work hard to show my great performances to everyone. Please give lots of support and I will win this season grand final. It's unclear where Hacksaw will fit on, to, on the New York XL, who already have a dearth of DPS talent on their roster, with Libero, Sabiolbi, Nene, and Who Are You. Hacksaw, known mostly for his intense Genji skills, lost the 2019 Owl Finals to the San Francisco Shock, where he was with Vancouver. He also placed third last year at the Overwatch World Cup with South Korea. NYXL are in fourth place overall in the Owl 
with a 10-3 record. The league returns to action with matches on June 13th. So, exciting one that I... In a lot of ways, this one pushed me over the edge to to record this episode. Because as I mentioned, I had been feeling down and wasn't sure I wanted to record anything. But, obviously, being a Vancouver Titans fan, um, being a fan of the players in a lot of ways more than the team right now um and being that hacksaw was widely anticipated we were we were you know i think everyone's been awaiting his return waiting to see where he would end up and where he would land so very exciting stuff for hacksaw very exciting for the new york excelsior and could this be the missing piece to their puzzle maybe we'll find out i suppose excuse me for dropping in and with that, that's all of the news I wanted to cover this week. Um, as I mentioned, you know, I suspected this would be a shorter week, or a shorter week, a shorter episode, blah, 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 blah. But I wanted to record it um, to celebrate some of the wins that these teams are having, um, or that these players are having on an individual basis, um, because certainly it is important to celebrate these kind of things and, uh, and praise the people who are a part of them. So good job, everyone. Good job. Um, now then, in, in an effort to close out the show in the most concise way possible, um, I, would, I would just like to say, um, everyone be kind to one another, everyone raise each other up, don't bring each other down, um, and certainly this movement that is happening across the world right now is a huge deal, and we need to see some positive change. I think that change has already started in a lot of ways. I think there are some successes that are, are being being found already um, or being enacted. However, there's a long way to go. So everyone support your causes as you can. Um, support things uh, to the best extent you can. You know, not everyone can donate money or even time, but do what you can. Certainly there are lots of creative ways to support these causes. Um, and actually in the description here, I'm going to post links. I, I don't think I'll have much of a description on this week's episode. I'll probably just put some links to some causes you can support. Um, so certainly if you come across my podcast, um, you know, and you're able to do that kind of thing, uh, take part, you know, be active. Don't, don't just sit by and watch because right now, um, we're living through history. This, this year has been a crazy one so far and this movement has only made things crazier, but uh, as I said, we're living through history right now. This is a big deal, and you don't want to look back and think, um, I know it was going on, but I, I didn't do anything to, to help the cause. So with that, I'll just say thank you for listening, everyone. This has been episode 18, a short episode 18 of One Man Watchpoint, an Overwatch podcast. Um, I'm your host, Sir Dr. JM. Find me on Twitter, find me on Instagram, and have yourself a good weekend.